I was thinking, you know, I was thinking good stuff. I was on the phone with my past roommate, McKay. He's doing good. He's planning on starting a podcast about the power of story to like heal and help us out. And I, I thought that was really cool. And I'm just, you know, celebrating him and, and stuff and that, that effort. I'm like, yeah, just keep up the, keep up the good work with that. And I was just thinking about this other scripture. And so we're going to, we're going to share it really quick. I'm just trying to find it. Okay. It says, uh, in John 14, two, in my father's house are many mansions. If we're not, so I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. This is good. This is a scripture I've thought about a lot, especially the, if it wasn't so, I would have told you in terms of there's this one book of Mormon scripture that says basically the same thing. Like if this was not true, I would have told you that. And it was in terms of like the Doctrine and Covenants 6, 18 and 21 thing. Like, you know, I spoke peace to your mind concerning the matter. And so you can be at peace with that. If, if it wasn't that way, I would have told you that. And this, this does give me a lot of peace of mind and, and comfort in knowing that the Lord is preparing a place for me in the next three months where I will hopefully live away from my parents and family, which I love them. They're great, but I'm ready to, I feel very ready to skedaddle. Maybe, maybe a little bit longer, but not a ton longer. I feel like I'd work way better somewhere else, but there's that. And then, you know, two years from now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now, he's preparing a place. First Nephi 17.5 is with the land of Bountiful was prepared for Nephi and his brothers so they wouldn't perish. I feel like BYU-Idaho is prepared for me so that my faith and vision wouldn't perish and so I could keep up relationships with different friends and stuff and meet a lot of cool people and stuff and learn stuff. And it did. It was there to help my vision stay alive. You know, Proverbs 29.18 is about how where there's no vision, the people perish. But the opposite of that is where there's vision, the people live. And so the Lord was doing a lot of stuff and preparing places so I could continue to grow. And so, you know, to a certain degree, of course, my family is being prospered and helped out so I can live there and for a period of time. It's interesting inter, in between interim period kind of thing. And yeah, so he's preparing a place. It gives me a lot of peace of mind to think of how God is always working in our lives, even if we don't really know exactly what he's doing. And sometimes we're like, he's doing a bunch of stuff. We're like, hey, stop. What are you doing? Like, What are you doing? Like, no, please. And yet it, I just watched that video with the chosen with Christ talking with James and it really touched me. It's something that McKay required, not required. He, he ascended uh, to me. He's like, Hey, maybe, maybe you'd give this a watch. Cause I was some of the things I was talking about. It's like, yeah, this kind of sounds familiar to what you're talking about. You know, about like wanting to have things happen a different way than they're happening and, you know, different perspectives and stuff and wanting healing in different ways, healing of all kinds. You know, it's like James in this, thing he's like yeah I would I'm kind of wondering why you want me to be like your disciple and stuff and I still have this difficulty isn't it kind of weird that I'm healing people and I still have this you know deformity or whatever and Jesus is like well isn't it kind of cool that you're serving and helping people in spite of your weakness that you're still praising the Lord even though you have these struggles 
you know, isn't that beautiful? And that there's a lot of people that you're going to help out and impact for generations and stuff because it's happening because, because the Lord is doing that, you know, he's, he's working in you and the father and I, you know, Jesus talking is like, we're aware of what you're going through, what you're going through. Not a lot of people are going through at least, you know, in this exact way. And well, obviously nobody's going through the same thing in the exact way, but you know what I mean? Like this is very specific to you and we could heal you right now, but that's not really the the thing that needs to happen, you know? You need to learn. You're going to learn so many valuable things from not being healed immediately. You're going to learn so much from the waiting. You're going to learn so much about the Lord and his ability. You're, all the while, things are going to be happening. You know, it's kind of what's implied. He's like, yeah, just go enjoy. Tell stories. You know, it sort of goes along with the previous episode about rejoicing while something is yours, being an agent, enjoying. I mean, you're obviously not going to be super duper impenetrable, but with the Lord's help, you'll do miracles. It's like Paul, you know, prayed three times for the thorn to be taken out of his flesh, whatever it was. And first Corinthians 12, eight to 10. And the Lord's like, Hey, you know, your strength is perfect in weakness. And, you know, I'm going to just keep rejoicing and the Lord is aware of you. You know, I besought the Lord thrice that he'd take this away from me. And yeah, he's like, when, when I'm weak, then, then am I strong? I think that's, that's basically the, the gist of it. And this is also my cousin Clark's missionary scripture, which is kind of cool. Oh, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I rather glory my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, in necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then am I strong. So, yeah, I think that goes along perfectly. I mean, we went all over the place. We started with, I go to prepare a place for you. And we're ending with this thing I read in The Chosen or watched from The Chosen. The Chosen's amazing. Super cool stuff. Be fun to have. Daryl leaves on one of my podcasts to talk with him about it. I've been following his content for a long, long time, but I like this. I mean, I like how it talks about the power of Christ may rest upon me. And we get that from glorying in our infirmities and trusting him in our weakness. It's sort of like uh first Nephi eighteen sixteen about the Lord or Nephi looking to the Lord. You know, I look to the Lord and praised him all day long, did not murmur because of my afflictions. Because murmuring, it, it leads to more murmuring, and it leads to frustration, it leads to energy being lost, most and foremost. Like, the ability to create is now being replaced with desire to frustrate, you know. It's not, a, it's not good. I mean, nothing, not, not to throw any of my cousins under the bus, but at the beach house i mean we were just at sometimes people get frustrated about stuff and they're younger they don't really understand they have less ability to reason these things and for me it just kind of helped me see like you know if you could understand more of what's coming up next you probably wouldn't be so frustrated about this thing that's happening but right now where this feels like this is your entire world i can understand you're getting frustrated but even still it's like we can't we can't handle your (laughs) your frustration too long like all these crying and stuff and so obviously we can't change everything 
but we can love you in this moment. And that's what you do. That's what you focus on. It's like, well, I don't have the power. I personally don't to change the circumstance, but I can still love you in spite of it. And there you go. So I think we'll leave it at that. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff there, like trusting the Lord will prepare a place for us. He's gives us compassion. He has compassion on us. We don't have to earn his compassion. We don't have to earn his appreciation or attention. He's, he's already completely focused on you and your life. Like you don't have to like worry about that at all. You know, like you're as much alone with him as if you were the only person you'd ever created as C.S. Lewis would say. There's a lot of other things I'd say with that, but we'll just leave it at that. Keep it a little bit more short. I apologize. I hope you had a good Easter. I'm trying to figure out more, better way to do this. Right now we're still just doing phone recordings because they're easy. But the Lord's way is not the way of easy. So we'll figure it out. I'm learning a lot. You know, I've done some episodes with with my podcasting setup. But for now, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful my testimony is growing. I'm thankful for this podcast helping me to get more perspective. I'm thankful for my family doing FHE, which kind of delaying. I'm going to walk in there soon, but we're just finishing this up. I'm thankful for all the other mercies he's planned for me down the road and prepared for me. And I'm just thankful that he's helping me get the ball rolling with things and I'm excited for what's to come. So yeah, I'm excited. We'll do some other stuff. I don't really know. It'll be good. So stick around, subscribe, uh, stick around for future episodes and we'll just leave it at that. Remember the flux gold you pick up today will shine for you today, tomorrow and forever.